You're listening to the Wicked Case Podcast featuring Cool Kyle and the Rev Kev. This is Cool Kyle on the Wicked Case Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to episode 14. And as always, with me, my co-host, Rev Cat. I can't take you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> he went from hello, ladies, to Val Venus's hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to make it all weird and creepy. At this point, you might as well just do the show by yourself and ASMR the whole thing. I would be very good at that. I have that smooth jazz voice. I can see that, yes. <laughs> well, for those of you who have stuck around and aren't completely creeped out, thank you. Um, We've got lots to talk about today. It's kind of a summer-themed episode. Yeah. Mostly summer slam theme because the biggest party of the summer is happening. Well, it's already happened because... It's going to be Saturday, but this is coming out Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you'll know when you hear us talking about our predictions and all that stuff. You'll you already know what happened. That we didn't cheat. Yeah, that we didn't cheat. Exactly. We have a bunch of uh, things to talk about. We're going to talk about them now at the top of the show regarding our show. And then at the end of the show, we'll remind you. So let's go through all this stuff quickly. Okay. So, right. The Wicked Case, we are on the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We have a website, which is www.thewickedkays.com. We have an email, thewickedkays at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel now, which is the Wicked Case Podcast. It's audio only for now. In time, we will do uh, visual, but for now, it's just audio. Exactly. Um, And we have a phone number, which is 774-764-9074. So if you want to give us a call. Yeah, leave a voicemail. Maybe we'll play it on the air. Yeah. We work all day, so we won't get to check it right away. But, no. you know, I, I will see that there's a voicemail on the phone, and I will check it and listen to it. And you might end up on the air. We'll see. Per, te- per chance. Yeah, per chance. We also have um, the following 13 different uh, streaming services available uh, via podcast or whatever to listen to us. So we've got Spotify, we've got Apple, Google, Amazon, Pandora, TuneIn, and what else do we have, Kyle? Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Podcast Index, Overcast, Castro, Castbox, and Podfriend. Yes, Podfriend. Podfriend. So if uh, you're listening to any of those particular stations, we're still waiting to get on iHeartRadio. We're not on there yet, but yeah. I feel like we've got a majority of like the main ones. Yeah, the so, biggest ones. Usually, most people use Spotify, Apple, Google, or Amazon. Those are the big, big few. The so. big, the big four. Yeah, the big four. Kind of like our topic today: SummerSlam, one of the big four pay per views. Yeah, where in the big four pay per views, where do you rank SummerSlam? 
I personally would rank SummerSlam at number two. Behind? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Number three. Behind what? Behind WrestleMania and Royal Rumble. Look at this. You and I, high five. We are on point. That's what I would say, too. Yes. Poor Survivor Series just gets... It's not how it used to be. No. And I liked the concept, but... I would think they would do something better with it. Well, if you think about it, they had... Survivor Series was good for a while because it was the, you know, the team aspect where they had... Like, like the very first, like, few Survivor Series, um, what happened was... You had the good guys and the bad guys against each other because at that point it was kayfabe and, you know. Yeah. Good guys hung out with good guys and bad guys hung out with bad guys. And that's just in and out of the ring. That's how it was supposed to be. Um, But what happened was the winners of each of those matches would go into like an ultimate match at the end of the night. So there might only be two or three good guy teams that win and only two or three people are left. And then the bad guys may have like seven or eight people. So now it's like eight on three, but like the three people were like Hulk Hogan, Macho Man and uh, Ultimate Warrior. So of course these three are going to win against the eight and some of the eight, (laughs) well, some of the eight people are like random jobbers and stuff, or maybe not jobbers, but like lower mid carters that it's like, Oh, Ultimate Warrior picks him up, slams him and he's out of the match. Like it's just yeah they would go through their finishers like so quickly and it's yeah, like and then eight on three became like four on three within like two minutes yeah so and then usually it was the antagonist on the other side you know exactly like the last one of the last of the Mohegan sort of thing right <laughs> and then of course it would be like oh it's down to just you know Hogan against like three people and it would be like you know Debiasi, Rick Martel and like Rick Rude or something and he would just somehow overcome all these crazy odds and he would win and he would do the he would do the thing brother yeah yeah hook up hook up so um yeah SummerSlam has been around since 88 the very first SummerSlam had a very memorable moment we're going to go through 10 things that people don't maybe remember about SummerSlam but um the most memorable moment one of the most memorable moments I'll say from SummerSlam was the very first one in 88 um, in New York, mm-hmm. and it was Honky Tonk Man who had his record-breaking run right now of when at the, when at the time <clears throat> of um, which, oh, the Intercontinental title. I'm blanking out today. I've had, mm-hmm. a, I've had a day today. You already know I've had a day. Um, and he lost the title. He was supposed to fight. Oh, crap. I think. I think he was supposed to fight. Oh crap! I don't remember Brutus Beefcake or something <laughs> like that. I should look up. I should have known. I think he's supposed to fight Brutus Beefcake or somebody like that, but he couldn't make the show because there was an injury or something. So he came out. And he was like, "Just bring out anybody. I don't care who you bring out." And then the Ultimate Warrior comes out and is like running around like a maniac because that's what the Ultimate Warrior did because yep. he was probably all you know. And um, <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not saying anything. Nope. Um. But he won the match in like 30 or 40 seconds. So what it was like uh, 100 and, I don't know, 50 years. I don't know. No, it was more than 150. Maybe like two. I don't remember. Uh-oh. Hold on. Alexa, <laughs> how long was the Honky Tonk Man's title reign? She, she didn't even understand you. No, she, was she like, didn't get it. Yeah. Well, it was quite a long reign. Alexa, how long was the Honky Tonk Man's reign? Of course she doesn't, because, you know, why would Alexa be helpful? (laughs) Oh, Christ. Well, this took a horrible... Oh, 64 weeks. There you go. There you go. Thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah, at least 64 weeks he held it before losing at the 88 SummerSlam to 
Ultimate Warrior. I'm sorry, that was going somewhere, and I really should have had notes down in front of me, but I didn't. So yeah. And also, anybody that we just triggered their Alexas, I apologize in advance. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Forgot about that part. We're not, now we're just going to start doing that randomly? No, we're not. No, <laughs> no, we're not. Oh, boy. We will not do that randomly. <laughs> So let's look at some things that maybe people forget about SummerSlam history. Number 10 here, it says, Mean Gene goes cussing. I do remember this. This is actually a funny moment. Um, This happened in SummerSlam of 89 during an interview with Ravishing Rick Rude and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Gene Oakland just began discussing the ultimate warrior. The SummerSlam sign that was hanging fell down behind him, causing him to turn around and saying, fuck it. On live television. <laughs> it was quite the moment, especially for the family-friendly product that was being shown at the time. That's funny. Oh, jeez. I do remember, like, the bit. I think he was, like, standing there. He was like, gentlemen, as you know, the ultimate warrior. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, Finn Balor, obviously, at SummerSlam 2016. He won. He was the inaugural uh, Universal Champion, but had the bad luck struck yeah. when he got hurt. So he had to literally give it back the next night on Raw. So he had it for 24 hours. Yeah, I do remember that. But he'll always be number one. And it's been hard for him to come back somehow. Like he toiled around in NXT for a while. and Yeah, they just I don't know if they've known how to properly utilize him now after that. he's kind of in Judgment Day and it's kind of just, yeah. I like how they were like, yeah, no, Ed, Edge doesn't want to do a Supernatural group. So we're going to put in Finn Balor. Who's the demon, but hasn't done the demon gig, gig in like years. <laughs> and normally the demon thing was like his creepy, like Chris, not creepy, but his crazy alter ego where he was feuding with somebody who was like a bad guy and he would come in and win the match in like two minutes. Yeah. Most of the time, not all the time. I'm pretty, I think he used a demon gimmick against Brock and the title match they had. Yeah, I think so. And he, he gave Brock a run for his money, but obviously Brock came out on top. Brock, Brock's Brock. Yeah. Um, in 1996 at summer, I'm oh, sorry, at SummerSlam 96, um, I told you I'm having a day today. Wow. <laughs> this show went off the rails real quick. Um, Yokozuna had reached the end of his run by the time of this free for all match with Steve Austin, uh, fans cheering him on the big Samoan being a heel. Yoko hit the future stone cold with a Samoan drop and then a leg drop. However, this is when disaster struck as he attempted his patent at bonsai drop the top rope broke, and the big man fell on his back. Austin covered him and somehow got the win. That's actually kind of funny to think about. Like, he's dominating, and all of a sudden, you go to stand on the top rope, and it's snap. <laughs> it's gone. Oh, jeez. <clears throat> Alberto Del Rio ended the summer of punk by cashing in on him. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. He, uh, I think they said he also started the night. Um, he was a curtain jerker, which is the first match of the night. So I think he started the match losing to. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think it was triple. I think it says Triple H. Hold on. No, hold on. Punk returned. Oh no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't W. It, it, it wasn't Triple H. He fought. It was Punk who had lost Triple H, and then being cashed in on Money in the Bank holder Del Rio ensured that his storyline of the Summer of Punk, which was the paper. This was the summer. This is the SummerSlam, the year of. Him winning at Money in the Bank and saying he's going to leave the title. and Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Apparently, you have to thank Kevin Nash for Shawn Michaels' return in 2002. Mm-hmm. 
we're just all over the place. <laughs> Paul Bear betrayed, per, betrays the Undertaker in the SummerSlam of 96 in the Boiler, boiler Room Brawl, oh, which yeah. is crazy because <clears throat> they didn't have the big Jumbotron or Titantron screen they have now. Yeah. So when they wanted to show backstage footage, they had these like, I don't know, these, I don't know, 20 or 30 inch TVs maybe that were sitting on these rolling carts and they had one at each like side of the ring. Mm-hmm. If you're way up at the nosebleeds, you can't see anything. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Unless, unless there was like overhead and there was like a projected on there, but it, it might've been, that was the case. They might've had it projected overhead somewhere. So you could kind of see it. What's yeah. going on. Yeah. And I think the TVs are for people that were maybe in like the front row, mm-hmm. but like the concept of it, like you couldn't, you couldn't see anything. <laughs> It was it's impossible to see. Yeah. Uh Warrior pays for his uh politicking. WWE and the Warrior never had an easy relationship and never was that more apparent than in SummerSlam of ninety one, when the babyface team of Warrior and Hogan defeated the menacing union of Sergeant Slaughter, Colonel Mustafa, who was the Iron Sheik, and General Adnan in the uh match made in hell, I think it was called. It was oh, okay. the same year that Savage married Elizabeth, and there was the match made in heaven, and then there was the match made in hell. Oh, okay. Warrior had apparently threatened to no-show the pay-per-view if he didn't get the money he believed WWE owed him. He claimed it was half a million dollars. So Vince McMahon relented. However, right after the event got over, the boss fired Warrior for threatening not to show up, and this was quite an acrimonious episode to come out of one of the biggest shows of the year. Whew. That's rough. Uh, Daniel Bryan came back in 2010. After he was kicked out of the group, the Nexus. Yeah, I do remember that. And yep. then he was part of Team WWE. Yeah. <clears throat> what was that? Cena, Edge. Cena, Edge. Hold on. Cena, Edge, Jericho, Bret Hart, Daniel Bryan. I want to say maybe John Morrison. Yes, John. Yeah, JMO was in that. Big Show. Might have been in it too. Uh, yeah, I think Big Show was, yeah. And I'm not sure who the last person was. Uh, was it The Miz? No, it wasn't the Miz. No, Miz got replaced by Daniel Bryan, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because Miz was supposed to be in it, and then mm-hmm. he got attacked backstage. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, let me see. Oh my god, my phone! I have like fat fingers, <laughs> and I can't type anything. I'm the same way. I don't want tagged. To- oh my god. I'm, folks. I really do apologize. I am not just. Wow, I'm not on point right now. Yeah. My buddy here decided to wake up. Forget to set an alarm. You don't have to tell them. Hey, they need to know. The people need to know why you're off. No, they don't. (laughs) It's okay, my boy. I forget to set my alarm all the time. All the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hold on, I gotta see the results. Gotta see if they show who was in the match. John Cena, John Morrison, R-Truth, Bret Hart, Edge, Jericho, and D. Bryan. Oh, okay. That's what it was. R-Truth. What's up? What's up? Dude, he was so funny the other day when he was campaigning to be the um, the special guest referee between the, um, the Usos and the Street Profits. Oh, you didn't see that? Oh, my God. I'm, was... a, bad, I'm a bad wrestling fan. I don't, I don't watch. Go back and watch that, dude. Our truth is fucking comedy gold. He's so funny. <laughs> oh man! Randy Orton became world champion at 24 years old. Yeah, at SummerSlam, and uh, it looks like uh, the franchise player 
being AJ Styles coming around and being in SummerSlam. I don't know. Okay. That went off the rails. Let's That's do okay. predictions. Yeah, let's do our predictions. This is what happens when I'm not prepared. <laughs> it's okay. Um, hey, you know, we're just having fun, my boy. Yeah, we're we're having a time, all right. <laughs> all right, so uh, we're picking Roman to beat Brock in the Falls Count Anywhere match. Yep. We're both picking Liv to retain over Ronda Rousey in the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Yep. We're both picking Bianca to beat Becky Lynch in the Raw Women's title match. Mm-hmm. We're both picking Postman Pat yeah. to defeat Happy Corbin. Bum-ass Corbin. Bum-ass Corbin. Um... He is taking the Usos to retain. I'm taking the Street Profits to win. Now, the reason why I'm taking the Street Profits to win the tag team titles is that I think of the next pay-per-view, which is the Clash of the Castle, that Drew McIntyre is going to beat Roman Reigns. You set the seeds of doubt now by having the Street Profits beat the Usos. Now the Usos aren't tag team champions, and now maybe they're starting to become a crack or a fault in the bloodline. I've talked about it before. I mean, that is interesting. That's a good concept to think because about. Because then the, the whole thing, like I've said before, it starts crumbling down. First, the Usos lose titles, and then you know maybe they're being challenged by Roman, and then maybe they turn on Roman, and Roman's just this bitter tribal chief by himself. With Maybe even Paul Heyman leaves his side, and he's just by himself, and he goes into Clash of the Castle, and... Loses, I mean, loses to Drew McIntyre. I, I don't see that happening, my boy. I just I can't see that happening. We'll see. What I think is going to happen eventually is that Roman's going to hold it till WrestleMania. I don't think he's going to hold it to WrestleMania. Why? Why not? He's going to be. He wants to be a part time wrestler. He wants to do the same thing that The Rock's doing with acting and stuff. So you put the title on somebody who's a full time wrestler like Drew McIntyre. Because again, I told you before, he doesn't need the title to fight The Rock at WrestleMania. He could just have a match against The Rock at WrestleMania. No, no titles involved, and it'll still be one of the biggest matches because it's it's Roman it's Roman Reigns it's it's The Rock. Yeah, but I think with the amount that that Roman has given the company, I I know he wants to be a part time wrestler, but I think maybe after WrestleMania that's going to happen. They said he wants to do it soon. Plus, yeah. you never know with the health issues he's had before in the past, he might just have to stop at when it when they tell him when his body tells him he needs to stop. So. He's been yeah. on a long run. He's had the title forever. It'll mean a lot to Drew. And I mean, now that there's new management in charge, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, there is. Vince McMahon's out. Triple H is now head of creative and talent relations. Stephanie and Nick Khan are the new, both of them are co-CEOs. Uh, so there's a lot lot going on. Yeah, and that's the, th- that's the uncertainty that WWE is kind of facing right now. We don't know what direction they're going to want to go in. It sounds like NXT 2.0 might get nixed and we might go back to black and gold NXT with Triple H in charge because obviously that was Triple H's baby. Yeah. And I also heard that some AEW talent might jump ship back over to WWE now that they know that Triple H is in charge because a lot of the stuff, well, I won't say that there were stars, but people like Keith Lee and you know Adam Cole and a couple others that are out there, obviously, but those are the first two that come to mind. They were all elevated. I won't say bigger stars. They were already stars. But they were elevated more by being on NXT and Triple H booking yeah. the show. And then what happened when they got out of Triple H's reign and they went to the main roster? At least in Adam Cole's case, he never went really to the main roster. He went once or twice. But aside from that, he didn't go to the main roster. And, and then, he deserved to. You I know? know. And Keith Lee did. And Keith Lee, look at all the people that went to NXT. They all fizzled out because WWE was like, oh, we don't have anything for you. Yeah. And Vince McMahon was extremely picky. With- right. He picked people like Austin Theory, which great. The kid's got a great future ahead of him. But you've got, you know, you had, like I said, you had Samoa Joe, you could have had good stuff with. Um, 
Finn Balor, who's still fairly young, Adam Cole, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, instead of turning him into freaking T-Bar. T-Bar. <laughs> like, T-bar. You, had, you had people in place. Like, you had things in place, and you just... Yeah, I, I think at this point it, it was beneficial that all this shit kind of started happening to, to Vince McMahon. Like I said, I mean, we and I will say as a wrestling fan, I'm thankful that he's been in the wrestling business for so long and that he's put in a lot of work and creativity to the the, the product. But it's time it, it, we're in a different era now. Yeah. You know, and I just think Vince was at, getting out of touch and not recognizing that oh, people he's, he's been out of touch for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean. At least to a degree, there you you kind of saw the the light at the end of the tunnel with some of his ideas yeah. and some of the people he pushed. Like yet again, pushing Roman Reigns is a great idea. He became a, a huge megastar and you took know. took a long time though. Yeah, it took a long time. They wanted him to be a face years ago. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there's there's plenty of people that he could have pushed that he dropped the ball on. That's true. So I don't know. Um, we both have Lashley defeating. Uh, Austin Theory yep. in the U.S. title match. We both have Logan Paul beating the Miz. Yeah, you have the Judgment Day beating the uh, Mysterios in the uh, no disqualification match mm-hmm. because it's a no disqualification match. I think the Mysterios are going to win, and Edge is going to interfere to get back at the Judgment Day for kicking him out of the group, even though he didn't want to be in the group. But that would be part of the storyline. Yeah, and I think because Edge, Edge was supposed to return Monday night, but I guess there was travel issues. Oh, okay. Um, and then the bonus one is you've picked Drew McIntyre and I picked Johnny Gargano to potentially be Cody Ro- Cody Rhodes' opponent. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Seth Rollins' opponent because Seth Rollins was supposed to fight Riddle. I don't know how long is Randy Orton close to coming back because I could see Orton fighting him just because it's you know Orton fighting for Riddle kind of thing. Yeah, there have been there have been a bunch of names thrown out. I know Gargano's name has been thrown out. The Fiend's name has been thrown out. Maybe Orton. I don't know where Orton's status is. Again, I'm a terrible wrestling fan. Yeah, I mean, I, I just chose Drew because he's always he's been a very big staple. Drew, and Drew's in a Shillelagh match against uh, Sheamus uh, Friday night tonight. He, oh, tonight. Yeah, which would have you know. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. I mean, that, and that's for an extra point. So it's not a, it's not actually a match. It's just one of those like. If the person comes out, then we get that extra point. Yeah, I know, but if we have one and one, and then the extra point is right there, <laughs> then then that that means you win. You know, it's, I respect it. Technically, I'm already champion, so technically, yeah. Well, you know, I, I hey, it is what it is. So, all right, what else we got? Because I know this isn't going to be too long of a show because we don't have a lot of hours left to to do shows. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been going for about 22 minutes now, so okay. you know, we're not doing too bad. You want to do the quiz? Sure. All right. So this is a SummerSlam quiz. I'm going to try to do good at least. What I'm going to do is I'm going to just read them off. I'm not going to give you the answer because the answer key is at the bottom. That's fine. So do you need to keep track of what my answers are? No, no. It should be good. Okay. So question number one. Sure. The main event at the first SummerSlam was advertised as the Mega Powers versus the Mega Heels, the Anti Powers, the Million Dollar Team, or the Mega Bucks. The Mega Bucks. Mega Bucks, okay. The second SummerSlam had two six man tag type matches. One of the matches was Andre the Giant 
Akeem and the big boss man taking on the demolition and who else? Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Crush, Bret Hart, or Mr. Perfect? Hmm. I'm, I'm going to go Hacksaw. Hacksaw. Okay. Number three. The third SummerSlam had an intercontinental title match between Kerry Von Erich and Mr. Perfect. Kerry Von Erich won the match and title. Who was originally supposed to be Mr. Perfect's opponent? Brutus Beefcake, Ultimate Warrior, Bret Hart, or British Bulldog? Let's go. Warrior would have been too big of a star at that point. Bret Hart was still coming into his own. I don't think it's Bulldog, so by process of elimination, I'm going to go Beefcake. Beefcake, okay. SummerSlam 1991 had a match between the Big Boss Man and the Mountie. What kind of match was this? Jailhouse match. Oh, okay, easy enough. That Yo, if you need to see something funny, that jailhouse match with the Mountie at the end is hilarious because the Mountie loses. They're in New York. He goes into the paddy wagon, and they have like side footage throughout the night, and they're putting him in. He's like, you can't do this to me. You're stupid. You're stupid. You can't do this to me. I'm the Mountie. Don't you know who I am? He's like, no, you're not going to take my picture. And he puts his head down, and the lady who's taking the picture is like, oh, I heard the big boss man kicked your butt. He goes, what? And he puts his head up, and he's like, ah, no. You're not going to. He's taking his hand, and they're trying to, they're grabbing his hand. Ow, you're hurting me. And they're trying to, they're doing his fingerprints and stuff. And he's, oh, my God. Oh, jeez. it's so funny. That's funny. I haven't seen that before. I'll You've have to look it up. never seen that? Oh, God. <laughs> I'll have to look that up at some point. Oh, my gosh. All right. Number five. Who went into SummerSlam 1992 as the tag team champions? LOD, Beverly Brothers, Money Incorporated, Natural Disasters. Who went in as champions? I believe it was the Natural Disasters. Okay. Number six. Lex Luger won the heavyweight title at SummerSlam 1993. True or false? False. Wait. What a joke that was, right? So there's this huge campaign because Yokozuna was this unstoppable force and nobody could get him. And, uh, you know, Lex Luger was going to be the new Hulk Hogan and he was going to fight for America because Hogan would have left in 93 from King of the Ring, which would have been in June. So this would have been, what, July or this would have been August. Mm-hmm. So uh, they have Lex Luger that's supposed to win. I don't know if that was when the Lex, the Lex, eh, the Lex Express thing happened. It might have happened after that. Where he like toured around the country on this bus because they were. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. But anywho, so he ends up coming like on like the fourth of July. He goes on the USS Intrepid for this body slam challenge, and nobody can body slam the great you know Yokozuna, the Japanese you know sumo wrestler. And then in the last minute, here comes this national hero in this helicopter down on this this big uh, uh, whatever the like the helipad with No, the, the ship or whatever cuz like I said it's on the USS Intrepid it was on a, oh, like a ship. Oh. Yeah. So he gets on the ship or whatever and he's got like just jeans and like shoot he's got no shirt on and he, he's walking everyone's walking with him our natural our, our nat- uh, national hero and he goes in he you know takes a couple of like hits and he gets them and he slams them and everyone's like excited and oh my gosh what a moment I think it was Was that a Monday Night Raw episode? I don't think it was, but I know they preview they showed it on Raw. Anywho, they get to the match. He ends up winning the match by disqualification or by countout or something. It was like a countout. But you don't win the title when you win countout. Uh, Dude, they fucking had balloons, streamers, everything. Everything was red, white, and blue. He's got these two American flags that he's waving as being held up. But you're not the champion. You didn't win the 
<laughs> That's the whole point of the match. That was the whole point of that. Now, if he they they honestly should have given him a little bit of a run. Like he could have had it for like a small period of time and then lost it. He never won the WW at that time WWF championship. Uh, what? A, oh my god! It's, yeah. it's so stupid because you're like here he is celebrating, and all the other wrestlers came out. And they're like, yeah, you did it. You won for America. Yokozuna's still the champion. <laughs> yeah, so in the long run, it's kind of like... And spoiler alert, Yokozuna ended up losing that title in 1994, I believe. Yes. At um, WrestleMania, he lost to the Canadian hero, Bret the Hitman Hart. By the uh... way, Luger had a match in that, too. Because Luger and Hart co-won the Royal Rumble in 94, and the rule was the ruling was that they were each going to get a match. So Yokozuna had to fight two matches that night. He fought earlier in the night against uh, Luger with Mr. Perfect being the referee. And mm. Mr. Perfect was under some chicanery at the time, so I think he was a heel. <laughs> and he kind of, I don't know if he cost him the match, but he definitely would kind of like didn't favor Luger. Like he didn't go down the middle. And Luger ended up losing the match. And then later that night, Hart, who had lost earlier in the night to Owen Hart, which is still regarded as one of the best um, opening matches for like WrestleMania history. He ended up winning that night. So he lost the uh, opening match and then won the title later that night. Oh, okay. Next question. Sorry. Next question. That's okay. Hey, that was the first time that I actually was going on a full rant of stuff that I knew, <laughs> but I didn't have to look it up. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So question number seven says SummerSlam 1994 had two Undertakers wrestling in the main event. It sure did. Who played the fake Undertaker? Oh, I already looked this up. Well, I, I know about this. It's, um, give me the answers, the things. Bri- uh, Brian Wyndham. No. Scott Hall. No. Kevin Nash. No. Brian Lee. Brian Lee. Okay. So that whole thing was from Royal Rumble 2 when The Undertaker got defeated by Yokozuna in the casket match. And that was the moment I showed you where he was like on the screen and he was laying on the casket and he made the whole big thing and then like it like electrocuted and he re like rose. Oh yeah. But I think it was the fake Undertaker because obviously the Undertaker would have been in the casket and then there was another Undertaker preset, so it looked like there was that Undertaker. Oh. And the funny thing about that is that whole run of trying to find where the Undertaker is, they had different spots. And I don't think you've reached have you reached that point yet with your raw things? I stopped that. Stopped. I haven't so there is a whole thing where Leslie Nielsen is looking for the Undertaker. Oh, jeez. Yeah, there's a whole big thing where Leslie, like, he's looking for the Undertaker, and there's all these like different scenes and spots, and yeah, <laughs> they always had that like in the older shows, like they always mm-hmm. had like these scenes that came up, right? Like, and the- then they get to, and then Million Dollar Man had said that he had the actual Undertaker under his power, that it was the money, and that you know that got him, and he had like this whole thing, and. The old so what happened was was that that Undertaker wore the old school the traditional black with gray gloves. That yeah. the actual Undertaker that comes out with Paul Bear, he had that's when he debuted the purple. Oh the yeah, the purple. purple right? Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Um, all right. So the question number eight: What was the opening match of SummerSlam '95? Oh, great. Hakushi versus One Two Three Kid. Okay. Smoking Guns versus the Blue Brothers. Bob Holly versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Oh my god. Or Undertaker versus Kama. Oh my god. All right, well, it's <laughs> not going to be Undertaker and Kama. No. I don't think. Um the first one sounds pretty So what was it? it was it was Hakushi and the 123 kid. Yep. Then it was the Smoking Guns against Jacob and Eli Blue, the Blue Brothers. Yep. And then what was the other one? Bob Holly versus Triple H. Oh, At the could... time Hunter Hearst Helmsley. See, it could be that one too. Damn, that's tough because <laughs> I got one that stumped you, huh? No, it's just 
Look, as any one of those three are completely plausible, like you could have had a tag team match to start the show off. Uh, I'm going to say the first one, Hakushi and the one, two, three kid, but okay. I would not be surprised if it was any, the only one I'd be surprised about if it was the undertaker. Cause the undertaker was one of their bigger stars. So I couldn't imagine them him being in the first match. Yeah. Most of the time he wasn't. Uh, question number nine, what was the main event for SummerSlam 96? Oh my God. Are we just going to go in order for a year by year? It, it looks like that's what it is. Son yeah. Son of a bitch. Michaels versus Vader. Undertaker versus Bret Hart. Diesel versus Mabel. SummerSlam. No, 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 I'm trying to think. Hold on. Keep going. Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. I don't. Diesel and Mabel was 95. Yeah. What was the last one? Uh, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. That, I think, also was 95, because you're in 96 now, you said, right? Yes, yeah. So what are the first two? Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Vader. That could be it. Or Undertaker versus Bret Hart. Undertaker Hart was in 97, I think, because that's when the Shawn Michaels thing was going on with the, and that's the year that the Montreal screwed up. So I'm by process of elimination, we're going to go with uh, Shawn Michaels versus Vader. Shawn Michaels versus Vader. Okay. Number 10. Which of these special attraction matches was not on the card at SummerSlam 97? Oh, my God. Dog food match, kiss my butt match, cage match, or strap match? Which one wasn't? Yes. I'm going to say dog food match. Yeah, I don't know if they've done a dog. Well, they, I know that Roman Reigns did it at one point. No, but. they had a match with like the British Bulldog and The Rock, but I don't think that they were f- 97 you said? 97, yeah. I don't know if I don't think the nation was feuding yet. I think that was that was later. That was like 98 or 99. I think. So I'm going to say yeah, I don't think the dog food match was there. Okay. So I put that on. 97 there. the strap match could have been Austin and Savio Vega. That's very possible. The cage match, I think the cage match was Triple H and Mankind, and Mankind was supposed to pull off his shirt or his like thing and reveal like a heart for Dude Love that was coming, but it was all it was just like marker, so it like kind of like blurred out because it was all sweaty. And then what was the other one? Um, kiss my butt match, cage match, or strap match? Oh, a kiss my ass match. I know it was a kiss my foot match. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with the dog one still. Okay. So this is going back to first SummerSlam. Oh. Which of these matches was not on the card? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> this is 1988. I wasn't even alive yet. Bad News Brown oh. versus Ken Patera. Oh, my God. Junkyard Dog versus Rick Rude. Oh, my God. Don Morocco versus Dino Bravo. Or Jake the Snake versus Rick Rude. I'm going to say the second one because it's... I think Jake the Snake was against Rick Rude. So Junkyard Dog versus Rick Rude? Yeah, I think that was there. All right. Number 12. This one doesn't have any multiple choice. This one you just got to answer. Oh, great. Who had to leave the match in the main event at SummerSlam of 2000? It's two two names or two... Who had to leave the match? Yeah. SummerSlam 2... Oh, my God. And it was the main event. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can skip it if you want. No, no, no. Who had to leave the main event match? Yeah. I don't even know what that means. Like, is that like... Either they got hurt or... 
Yeah, but that could be like outside interference. So it could have been like, you know, it, like it, Stephanie and I don't. Uh, it doesn't let, give you a who had. Oh my god! I mean, I can go down to no, the no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Let's just who had to leave the matches? Two people. Yep. Um. And I will say that they're too well known. I figured as much. I'll say, I don't know, two thousand. Triple H in Austin. I don't know. So you're gonna say Triple H? You said there was two people, right? Well, said who who had to leave the match? Oh yeah, I'll say Trips. Triple H. All right. Probably Taurus Quad. <laughs> All right, Sean. This is a true or false question. Shawn Michaels wrestled for the Inter- Intercontinental title at SummerSlam 1991. False. False, okay. Number 14, Stone Cold Steve Austin did not wrestle at SummerSlam 1996. He wrestled during the free-for-all against who? Yokozuna, Savio Vega, Bob Holly, Jake Roberts. Well, earlier we just read the thing about SummerSlam 96, didn't we? Yeah. With Yokozuna and Stone Cold? Yeah. So I'm going to say it was Yokozuna. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, number 15, how many times has SummerSlam been held at Madison Square Garden? A lot. <laughs> All right, so you're probably going with the highest answer then, but I'll read them off to you. Three, one, two, or none? Yeah, three sounds about right. Okay. That's that's their birthplace. That's their, like, home base. Yep. They're always at MSG. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here we are. We are at the answer key now. Oh, Jesus. The main event at the first SummerSlam was advertised as the Mega Powers versus... The Mega Bucks. The Mega Bucks. Yeah. Number two was the second SummerSlam had two six-man tag-type matches. The answer to that was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Correct. And two for two. Uh, Number three, that one was the Intercontinental title match between Kerry Von Erich and Mr. Perfect. The answer was Brutus Beefcake. Three for three. Uh, number four, SummerSlam 91 had a match between the Big Boss Man and the Mountie. That was a jailhouse match. You got that one correct. Um, who went to SummerSlam 1992 as tag team champions? Um, you chose Natural Disasters. That was correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, Lex here's Luger. A qu- here's a question for you quickly. What? Where was SummerSlam 1992 held? Madison Square Garden. I was going to give you four choices. Oh, okay. Was it A... Madison Square Garden. Was it B, Toronto, Canada? Was it C, London, England? Or was it D, Los Angeles, California? Los Angeles? It was Madison Square. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh. No, it was uh, London. Oh, I That's know the that. only, the only WWE, like major WWE show that's ever been in the UK up until Clash of the Castle. Oh, okay. So Clash of the Castle will be the, the most re- – they'll be this one. Yeah. They haven't had a pay-per-view there, a major pay-per-view. They, they had Insurrection and Rebellion, but those were like little pay-per-views compared to – yeah, SummerSlam 92 at Wembley Arena. Okay. Uh, number six, Lex Luger won the heavyweight title at SummerSlam 1993. True or false? You guessed false. That's correct. Uh-huh. Uh, SummerSlam 94 had two Undertakers. You guessed Brian Lee as the other Undertaker. You were correct. Of course I am. Um, opening match of SummerSlam 95, Hakushi versus the one, two, three kid. The, you got that correct. Oh, sick. Sick. <laughs> yep. Uh, number nine, main event of SummerSlam 96. You got that correct. Shawn Michaels versus Vader. Okay, cool. Uh, number 10, the, what was the, which one of these special attraction matches was not on the card? You guessed 
uh, dog food match, but it was actually a strap match. Uh, so I must have my strap matches in the wrong spot. Yes, yeah. Uh, so I wonder who was in the dog food match then. Let's look that up. What was that SummerSlam? What's that? What SummerSlam was that? Uh, 97. Uh, number 11. Um, which one of these matches was not on the card? It was Jake the Stink versus Rick Rude. It wasn't. Um, no, which one of these, yeah, which one of these matches was not on the card? So Jake the Snake versus Rick Rude was not on the card. So I got that right. Uh, did you? That's what I said, Jake the Snake and Rick Rude, because I thought that was the match that was on the card. No, you guessed Junkyard Dog versus Rick Oh, Rude. that's right, because I thought it was Jake the Snake and Rick Rude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm an idiot. All right, and then this one is the one you had to type in. You got one of the participants of this match. You guessed Triple H. He was a participant. However, the person that had to leave the match was Kurt Angle. Oh. Um, it said Kurt Angle had to leave the match. Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Kurt Angle were on the announcer's table. Uh, uh, table. Uh, table. Um, Hunter had to set Kurt up for the pedigree when the table collapsed on them. Hunter couldn't protect Kurt and his head slammed to the floor. Oh. He had a concussion after that. Surprisingly, he ended up coming back to end the match. Oh. Um, Wait a minute. I'm not see- Oh, that must be what it was. The Bulldog versus Ken Shamrock must have been the dog food match. Yeah. You know what else happened at SummerSlam 97? What's that? Steve Austin's injury. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I remember that. Uh, number 13, Shawn Michael wrestled for the Interno- Intercontinental title at SummerSlam 1991. You guessed false, and it was false. Um, number 14, Stone Cold Steve Austin did not wrestle at SummerSlam 96. He wrestled during the free-for-all against who? It was Yokozuna. Number 15, how many times has SummerSlam been held at Madison Square Garden? You guessed three, and the answer was three. And that is a quiz. So you got pretty much all of them except for that one wrong. Except for that one, yeah. But to be fair, that was the first wrestle. That was the first SummerSlam for Christ's sake, and you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I I respect it, man. So <clears throat> there are a couple things I need to bring up quickly. Okay, these are not summer related things. These are not wrestling related things. Okay. First thing was, as I told you, I missed the joke last week about Sky Cake, which is that Pat and Oswald bit. Oh yeah, yeah. When I asked you about the cake, and I said. Um, name was it six different types of cake that you would bake you would want to bake with Remy the Rat yeah and I was listening back to it and the first thing I was like oh I missed the sky cake joke oh, oh no yeah. <clears throat> and then you and your geography bundle yeah yeah I mean I'm, I'm it's okay and when you're hey listen when you're on the clock it just that's what happens yeah you're I under the gun quick and-, and I said European country and you went Japan and I had to listen back to it I said did he really just say Japan yeah, I was drawing a blank at that point. I think my brain was fried. It's okay. <laughs> but but the real news that happened from last week, um, outside of your uh, amazing adventure to Fenway Park, which we will not talk about. Yeah. Um, let's just say it was, from what he said- Had a blasty blast. And then some. Yeah. Um, was an epic showdown between you and I in NHL 22. Yeah. So much so- that we were putting a hiatus on the game for quite a while, it looks like. <laughs> At least a little while. Because no, we no. both expanded so much energy. Now, obviously, we've talked about in the show before, we haven't really had a chance to play each other in the finals. We got to the point where we had the cards we drew a couple weeks ago that we that I gave to you, that we were going to make our own teams and have our own Stanley Cup just because we hadn't gotten one. Yeah. But we finally got one, and he had the Tampa Bay Lightning 
with a bunch of random players. And I had the San Jose Sharks with a bunch of random players. Um, I won the first game uh, 3-1. I had home ice advantage, which in NHL 22, nine times out of 10, usually home ice advantage gives you a big advantage. Sometimes it doesn't, but in this case, unfortunately, it did. I would have liked for it to be 50-50, but that's not the case. Yeah. Um, So I won the first game 3-1. I won the second game 3-2. You won the third game 3-1. Yeah. You won the fourth game eight to one, which I was just like, I don't know where the <laughs> hell that came from. Yeah. I won the fifth game, I believe it was like five to two or six to two or something like that. Yeah, it was like five to two, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then the sixth game you won four to two because I ended up pulling my goalie. Yeah. So him and I are back and forth, expanded so much energy. There's so much adrenaline going through. You don't want to make a, a mistake. We're super nervous going into game seven, and the game just was not kind to Kyle. No. And I got you, was it six to one? Six to one, yeah. And it took him a long time and expanded a lot of his energy to just get the one goal. And he just, I did, it was not the way I wanted to go down. I would have, even if it was like three to one or something like that, it's not a big, yeah. but I could just see like, I'm trying to not like smile about it, but I was just like, okay, I'm in a good place. And I can just look over and I I feel his frustration because I had the eight to one issue and I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. But, well, and yet again, it's one of those things where it's like, if it's competitive, I don't mind, you know, like losing a match. I, I, I would have been like, it is what it is. Like, you know, yeah. but it was the fact that I was expending so much energy and there was nothing happening. No. And nothing. not to mention and everything was going your way. Well, not to mention like you had so many good chances and so many opportunities in that series where the goalie was just making these ridiculous saves. Yeah. Like just boom, 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 one after another. And you were like, what the fuck is going on right yeah. now? There were times where he would slide <clears throat> to the one side of the post for a save. And then I would try to like get the rebound and shoot it the opposite way. And he did one of those like fucking diving yeah. bullshit the, saves. Yes. The Spider-Man saves. Yeah. Like Spider-Man save. Or uh, there were a lot of times too where the puck was just, just sitting there, like right there at the crease. And at the last second, either... One of my defensemen moved it out. One of your guys poked it out or my goalie got it. And there were so many chances where you should have had. And I could just see the look of just like just disappointment when it was, you know, it's one nothing. You're like, it's not a big deal. Now it's two. Now it's three. Now it's four. And now it's five. And you're just like, I can feel like you being dejected because you're like, it's five nothing. Like, I can't even score. And you get to a point in that game where, like I said before, if you score once, which I scored pretty early in that game, I think within like the first couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, once you score once, the game kind of like lets you chill out, so a lot of random shit will go in even if it shouldn't be going in. Yeah. And if you can't score, you get more and more frustrated because you can't figure out how to score, yeah. and then you just, yeah. Well, and then yet again, and I, I, you cannot tell me otherwise that the game gives whoever the home team is an advantage. I just said that. I said nine out of ten times when you have us, when we play. Because yeah. there are some But I'm just saying there's some people that will go, oh, no, that's not true. They probably no, don't do no, that. there no. definitely is. I, I'll tell you this personally. My team felt way faster at home. Like, my guys were flying past your guys yeah. as opposed to when, when I was on the road. Yeah, and it I was, was the, the home complete team. opposite. Yeah. Yeah, that Which game is, where I had that eight, eight yeah. spot on you. I felt like I was just zooming around the ice. Like well, not crazy. just that. My goalie, who I had in the entire series, just decided he didn't want to play goalie. Yeah. And every little thing. And you were kind of chuckling, too, because you were laughing because the puck kept going. And I'm just, like, shaking my head going, what is going on right now? Like, this is... Yeah, because it's a joke. It's like, at yeah. that point, I wasn't laughing at you personally. No, I, I was don't. laughing at, like, the fact that it was just a joke. Like, yeah. Like, every little thing. I was like, yeah, go ahead, score. And then you did. And I'm just like, really? 
Just, yeah. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. Just keep, keep piling it on. That's yeah. great. So, and that's th- the thing that's, and that's why the series went the way it was. If yeah. you had a head home ice advantage, then you, I might've had, you might've clutched out the series, but there are times where we play and, you know, usually we just do our two games and we'll split or, you know, the home teams will win or the, or whatever. Norm, most of the time, like I said, most of the time the home teams win. Sometimes the, it's 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 a road series, and all the road teams win. It just it's just how it happened. It didn't it didn't go that way, and that was one of the keys too. Like if you if you had taken a road game from me, or if I had taken one from you, the series would have been over sooner. You did say you were glad you weren't shut out and swept. Yeah, I mean, I made it competitive, but you also get to the point too where you're like, maybe I would have rather been swept just because of the fact that you got. So close, you got to the seventh game, and then you, like you said, you expanded so much energy. I had a headache. You had a headache. You had an upset stomach. Like it was, it was bad. So much yeah. so that we're gonna try out WWE 2K after we're done with this show. Yeah, for yeah. A little bit. It, we're gonna at least a for a bit, week. A little bit of a slower pace. You know, there there'll be some backstabbing still though, because there are apparently I've been watching um, the Battle of the Brands thing. Oh, okay. And there's power cards you can use, so you can kind of screw over the other guys. So you can do a thing like you veto like one superstar from being used, or you can like double the cost of a show. So if you go to use, oh. so like if you go to do like a TLC match, and it costs normally like twenty thousand dollars, well now it's going to cost you forty thousand dollars. So now your show is going to be oh. that much more expensive. So there's a little bit of sabotage and little oh, okay. bit, little bit interesting, a little bit. So yeah, I mean, I'm interested to try it. Like I said, I mean, and it's not that I don't want to play hockey again. I just no, I'll tell you this too. My brain needs a break too. Yeah, my brain definitely needs a break from NHL. Yeah, so. after that series, like I said, I was proud of myself that I brought you to seven games. I, you know, I was nervous too. Going into that game, I was nervous. I was like, this, this, this honestly could go either way because EA, the voodoo, could just come out and just be like, you know what? Nope, road team's gonna win this game. Yeah, and, I, and, and I'd have been like, really, the road team hasn't won at all in this entire series, and now you're going to 2011 Bruins me. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, or, or 2021 Carolina. 2022. So 2022, yeah. Yeah, so. It's all good. You know. All right, well, I think we can wrap the show up, because I don't really have much else to talk about. I don't know if you want to talk about anything else. I know we were going to do kind of summertime things, but yeah. we're at 50 minutes, and. Um, I know we're kind of running low on our availability. Yeah, we're doing all right. Um, you know, know, we'll take we'll take about like ten minutes. We'll do a quick little entertainment section. Sure. Um, Lead the way. All right. So, why don't you tell me what your favorite things to do during summer are? Staying inside and not being in the sun because I don't like the heat. <laughs> okay. These are a few of my favorite <laughs> things. <laughs> Okay, so air conditioning is is your favorite thing during summer, I'm assuming. It's a lot of people's favorite thing. Um, Do you have any outdoor things you like to do? Not really. I mean, I guess maybe going to like, I haven't been to a theme park this year. I wanted to go to a theme park. Okay. Um, I don't know. Going to a baseball game, I suppose. Okay. Yep. You know, I can respect that. Going to a baseball game, enjoying. I guess just being outside, I guess. I don't. I don't really do a lot of outdoorsy things. Your answers are going to be like, I like kayaking and I like fishing and I like yeah. to not get stung by bees. And his yeah. favorite thing to do is cut the grass at his house. I do enjoy cutting the grass. I like the smell of cut grass. I don't like having to do it. I don't mind, you know, kind of put some headphones in, clear your head, you know. Well, just... you get the ride-on mower. I had to do a push mower. 
Oh, yeah, there's no way I could do a push mower in th- with this yard here. No way. Oh, look how much weight you'd lose, though, because you'd be sweating buckets. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't want to be sweating buckets. I'm fat. I want to be on a you'll, rider mower. You'll be collapsed over in the corner there in the shade. Yeah, just like I'm done. This yeah. is it. I can't do anymore. Um, what yeah, a- no, you're absolutely right. Uh, I like to go fishing. I like to go swimming. I like to go kayaking. I do like swimming. Swimming's nice. Oh, um, I like the golf. I'm supposed to golf, golf. next week, hopefully. Yeah. I heard that there might be thunderstorms in the forecast, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no. I have to actually find out who I uh, who is accompanying me on this this group. Okay. I know there'll be at least two of us. I don't know if there'll be more of us. I'm guessing. Where are you going? I don't know. We're probably not going to go to um, uh, the Mohegan Sun one. I think what's that called? Uh, Patapog. Patapog. We're not going to go to Patapog. We're probably not going to go to um, the one in Colchester. That's um, oh my god, I'm blanking out. There's one in Colchester. We're not going to. We're probably not going to Patapog. That's Shinnecock, I think. No, it's not Shinnecock. Have you played the one in Willimantic? No. Yeah, it's the not a huge course. But... Colchester. No, Shinnecock's not there. I'm not going to Shinnecock. Where the hell am I going in Colchester? Um, we're not going to Norwich. So I would say either probably River Ridge or Cedar Ridge. Okay. I've never been to Chanticleer. That's what it's called. Not Shinnecock. I'm stupid. <laughs> Chanticleer. Chanticleer is in Colchester. That's a that's a nine hole par three. So you can play around twice and Oh, okay. It's it would be good for you because it's only a par three. They're all par threes. So it's not a huge course. It is not a huge course. Like I said, it's only it's only a nine hole course. I gotta learn how to hit the ball better. I was chopping I know grass last chopping time. Chopping broccoli. <laughs> So I told my dad at some point that you, you, me, and him will have to go over to the driving range and sure, you know, sure, I'm down for that. He can't hit any balls because of his neck, but you know, he can. So, so yeah, I would say either Cedar Ridge, um, or River Ridge. River Ridge over by, um, Preston. Okay, in that area, that's over by where I used to live. Yeah, where um, Tooley's Tap House is. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that golf course, and then oh, Cedar Ridge was the other was, was the one you went to with us when that was in East Lyme. Oh yeah, and yeah. we had to deal with the whole COVID thing, and it was me, you, me, you, Mike, and I think Ryan, and I think Eddie was supposed to go with us, and he couldn't, but he completely spaced or whatever, and he was like in his bathrobe when I showed up at his house. I'm like, you coming <laughs> golfing with me? He's like, no, I'm not even close to being ready. And I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna go without you. Bye. <laughs> Sorry, man. You're SOL. Well, I think there was a miscommunication because we were talking about going, then we weren't going to go, then we did go. So I got to find out. Yeah. I will. I will keep your name in in line with it. So if they if they need a third or fourth person, I I'm mean, like, uh, I can try. I, I, Dude, we're just. I'm. I'm honestly. I need to clear my head. There's a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, as you know, in my life personally, I just want to go for a day. Just go out, hang out with the boys. I don't have to worry about any responsibilities with kids and just go golfing. I'm going to take Fair my enough. time. I'm going to have a good time. I'm not going to stress out about how well I do. I'm not going to rush anything. Just go on and enjoy the three or four hours of fresh air. That's all uh, I want to do. You know, and, and that's if, a good outdoor activity. And if it rains, it rains at this point. I don't care. If it rains, I'll go indoor golfing. How about that? <laughs> we'll find a mini golf place indoors. I would love to do that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> or hell, we could even go to um, Mohegan Sun and go to the um, that thing they have down there. What's that place called now? CyberQuest? No, no. They have like a, a new place that has like um, bowling and- Oh, that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. right when you first get in there. Yes, yeah. I don't know. Would your wife like if you brought me there before you brought her there? 
Uh, by the way, maybe we'll by the show. way, let's shout this out quickly. Am I going to be a third wheel if we go to this drop kicks thing at the Big E? No, because Victoria can't make it. Oh, because she's got to work. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a dude's day. It's going to be a dude's day. Yeah. I was very, I'll be honest, I was very worried that I was about to be a third wheel, and I was like. I'll find somebody to bring with me. I'm not being a third week. Yeah, I don't think that. Like I said, it's on a um it's on a Friday. Friday, and she usually has to work. Um, her only days off are Monday and Tuesdays, so I don't think that she can make it unless she calls out or something. Do she even know who the Dropkick Murphys are? No. Okay, so there Pro- you go. Well, she might. I don't know. Eh. I never asked her. We gotta get tickets soon, though. Like I said, tickets gonna go quick. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to. Uh, we'll have to look at it and see. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe next week or whatever. Well, I got to see when they're available, and then we'll go from there. Okay, yeah. You, what are you checking your availability, or you mean like? No, I got to see when the tickets are available. Oh, they already are available. You probably um, should get them like soon then, because they're gonna go quick. Because it's the Dropkick Murphys. It's a local band playing at the Big E. You're gonna get up. You're gonna get there. And they're gonna be like, oh, we don't have more tickets left. You're gonna be like, well, shit. Yeah, yeah. So, I've been. I've. I've only heard a few songs by Dropkick Murphy, so I'm. I'm. You'd know more than you think you do. I'm. I'm brushing up on it though. You. I. I. I got a Spotify playlist. You can listen to it. Yeah, yeah. I have a Spotify playlist too. I've been listening to of the Dropkicks. Yeah, I've been listening to. Uh, there's a couple of songs I recognize. Some of them there's I didn't. Some, there's. Some, I like some of their slower songs are good, but obviously they're. I like their their faster pace, up tempo songs. Yeah, yeah. So I think they they are a unique band. Like the more you listen to them, you're like, okay. oh, they're they're great. That's the kind of band where like you can watch them play and then they'll hang out with you at the bar after, as long as you're buying. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but they'll hang out, and their lead singer Al Bar will literally fight you. Oh boy, he will fight anybody. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, he's a tough sob, <laughs> and the legend himself, Ken Casey. Of course, Ken Casey's awesome. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, I mean, it should be interesting. We'll, uh, so, you know. have any other questions for me? Uh, <laughs> no, we can, uh, you know. Well, I mean, the last few episodes have been super duper long, so I'm trying to keep this boy a little bit shorter. Yeah. No, that's fine. Well, you know, we're doing good. So, if you want to bring us out, you're more than welcome to. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to run through this again. We did it at the top of the show. We're going to do it now, too, just for those of you who are listening to the last part of our show, which for first off, okay, sure, why not? Um, So we are the Wicked Case Podcast. We have the following things available to you. Uh, We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Uh, Is that all just the Wicked Case for all those? Um, Instagram, because I I, I was having issues with it. Um, it's not the Wicked KS, it's the Wicked KS podcast. Okay. So if you're looking so for it. So Twitter and Facebook is the Wicked K's. Yep. But the Instagram is the Wicked K's podcast. That's correct. As is the audio only YouTube channel, the Wicked K's podcast. That's correct. They'll be visual in the future, just not right now. It's a whole thing. We tried the visual thing before. We get too goofy when we're on camera. Well, no, it's not even about that. I think if we were doing the podcast, it would be fine because I've seen a lot of people do this where they'll have like a camera focused on you and you like you just talk and, you know, you can. Fair enough. You know, do your animation. Kind of like how we did before with the bebop thing. Yeah, yeah, Where exactly. it's just there and you don't even pay attention to it because you're just talking to the other person. You don't yeah. have to keep looking at the camera. But some people like oh. to see the visual and like especially if we like make hand gestures or whatever, people can see all that. Yeah. yeah, you can't see this now. You can't see this now. But I mean, we can certainly do that in the future. What are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> um, we have email, thewickedkays at gmail.com. 
the website, www.thewickedkays.com. Phone number is 774-764-9074. That is 774-764-9074. We are also on the following 13 uh, areas. I'll read them all off quickly. Oh, you're going to do I'm, it. I'm going right. to speed run right now. All right. We are on... I'm going to turn this into a song somehow, like the uh, countries of the world from Animaniacs, United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru. What are you going to do when I add a few more? Don't add a few more. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just have to tie them in. Oh, boy. So we are on the following um, streaming services, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, Pandora, TuneIn. We are also on Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Deezer, These Listen Nuts. Notes. <laughs> I knew you were going to make that joke eventually. You're an ass. I'm trying to. I'm trying to give out information for people to listen to our show, and they're not going to listen because we're like, oh, these nuts. Got him. No, Deezer. All right, go ahead. Deezer. As I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. You have now lost your privileges of first round, first pick in in two K, and I'm just going to pick some random jobber. That's right. I don't know what I'm, I don't even know what I'm doing. I've never played it before. Oh, you're you're in for a treat. Um, as I was saying, uh, Deezer. Don't say it again. Listen Notes, Player <laughs> FM, Podcast Index, Overcast, Castro, Castbox, and of course, everyone's favorite, Podfriend. Podfriend. So until next week, thank you for listening. Shout out to all the people who have already listened to before from all the different countries. We appreciate you listening to us and our crazy content. Sorry if this was kind of angled at a certain target audience group. We're trying to be more broad with the show. Some days are easier than others. I know in the coming weeks we will have uh, NFL coverage coming up. Me making my predictions for the NFL season. We'll be talking about the Patriots and every other team in the NFL for that matter. Just little little quips. I know training camp's been starting up soon. Pat's yeah. looking pretty good. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, and then sometime soon we have to do part two of the Do You Believe? Yeah, we will. Yeah, definitely. Depending on what's going on, maybe we'll do it next weekend. We'll see. Okay. Sounds like a plan to me. But until then, thank you for listening to the Wicked Case podcast. I am the Rev Kev. And I am Cool Kyle. And I will leave you with this. Peace and love. Let's get wicked.